He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge Live Edition. As always, following these games, I'm Anthony Irwin, joined, as usual, by Raj Chapalu. Raj was running a little late tonight and uh, sat down and says, you know, hey, I hadn't, I hadn't moved in four hours and I needed to use the potty. And I was like, okay, no worries. And I, I Raj, I want to start with a very important question here. Um, the, like, the Lakers go on a run, right? They, right. They, 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 at one point, were down either double digits or close to double digits. And then they go on their run and they turn the game completely around. Is the reason you didn't move because they went on that run? You, like, <laughs> you didn't want to mess with anything at all. In the yeah. <laughs> Because of the way the Lakers were playing? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm so like shaky while watching the game. So I was like, I'm not going to move. I can't get out of my spot. I'm set. My mic's in a good spot. Like the camera's, you know, facing correctly. I do not want to move um from this spot. And halftime felt like it went pretty quick, actually, too. So I was nervous. That was hell to sit through that first half. Even when we on when we went on a can't even talk. We went on a 30 to 8 run. Um, it still felt really nerve-wracking. But yeah, did not move. For like since the game started, which is at like five forty, it's like eight thirty now. So like three and a half hours, three hours, yeah. So <laughs> felt like four watching us defend Steph Curry for that first half. Uh, look, I'm not gonna lie, I'm just like you. Uh, so I, I started the game, you know, because we it was seven thirty my time that we that the game mm-hmm. started, right? And um, I went picked up in and out, put it down there at the dining room. My dining room. Um, my seat at the dining room table, very specifically, I sit in that spot because on game nights, I can look across the dining room table, ignore my family and watch the Lakers game that's over there in the distance. Right. Um, uh-huh. And so while I was sitting in that seat, the Lakers were getting their asses kicked like it looked bad. And uh, I was like, all right, well, we got to put <clears throat> we got to put Avery to sleep. And, and by the way, like we have an important update on Avery that, that I got to share here in a bit, but, um, the, we're like, Hey, we got, we got to get Avery down for bed. I have to change like where I'm sitting here. I have to pour a drink. I hadn't had a drink yet. I was like, I gotta, I gotta like the entire vibe around this game has to change immensely. Right. Yeah. And it did. I went, so we have in our, our, so we, in, in Texas, um, because like the, uh, our house is a, a new build and, and all of these new builds have these like really wide open, um, floor plans. And so instead of having it locked off with like a, you know, a dining room and then a kitchen and a, and a living room and all that stuff, um, we actually have, it's all one, it's called the, the great room is, is what it is. Mm. So like, and it has this big Island in it and, I sat down at my island facing, you know, I moved like five feet to the left and I was sitting there at my, at my island. And that's where I watched the game. And Jim was like, Jim kept on asking, Hey, are you coming to join me on the couch? And I'm like, fuck no. 
<laughs> they're on like an 18-4 run. Why would I mess with that? <laughs> so, so Raj, I gave you a hard time when we when we first stopped on here, but you know what? We are one and the same. We are. Let me, we, let we, me ask, we, we get each other. Can you w- eat while watching the game? I can't do it. Like you can. So you said you picked up In and Out right before. Yeah. You started watching. Are you able to eat and watch the game? Like I, I can't. I can't like do anything. I'll take Raj, a sip of water for like. You can see me on camera. Do I look like I'm I'm picky when it comes to eating? Do I really look of, like do I look like I'm particular about when I can and cannot eat? <laughs> there's a lot of other hours. The game's only three hours. You have another twenty one to eat. I'm just you it's know, I'm ten thirty. You're telling me that I'd have to eat dinner at ten thirty? I'd fucking die. I would <laughs> I would not be alive right now. You can um, eat it before the game. It's like, <laughs> what? So you said seven thirty, so you can have dinner at seven. Yeah, and, and well, I got I got kind of throw off because thrown off because I was waiting all day to do um, lawn, you know, yard work today to, mm, to mow the lawn okay. and stuff because it was supposed to rain and it never rained. So I got like a late start on that, and by the time I was doing that, um, yeah, I I still had to go pick up dinner and and all of that. So um, okay. yeah, eating before normally I would be organized to do that, but. Okay. But in this case, I was not. Um, all right. Let's talk about the game. 127-97 is the final. They won by 30, um, something the Warriors did not do. Take that, Warriors, um, in game two. Uh, there's a lot, I think, to talk about in reference to this game. Um, there are some moves that were that, that we, we start. We're, we're in that part of the series where <clears throat> you start to see, like, the chess start to, you know, start to play out. You see what these what these coaches are are starting to figure out. You're starting to see players start to figure out opposing teams as well. Um and I thought, you know, I was kind of nervous because the very first like chess move that the Lakers made was Lonnie Walker. And I love Lonnie, friend of the show, Lonnie Walker. I'm I'm, you know, happy they got minutes, played pretty well in those minutes and all that stuff. And we will talk about like We'll talk about that as the adjustment or, or an adjustment and, and how he played and all that stuff. But I was freaking out because I was like, because Ham played at Koi before the game. He's like, oh, yeah, we got stuff off our, <laughs> up our sleeves, baby. We have so many. We have, we have Yeah, I just you wait. And he throws mm-hmm. Lonnie Walker out there. And I'm like, no, <laughs> this this is it. This is the big move. Big ace up yeah. your sleeve is Lonnie Walker the fourth. Like that's it, and and it, and, and it didn't pay dividends right away. Uh, the Lakers were still getting beaten fairly handily there in the uh, midway through the second quarter. Started to turn it around, uh, you know, in a more meaningful way. I think when a more important adjustment was made. But but yeah, we're how put me in the room with you. How freaked out were you when it was like lonnie walker is the big knuckleball that the lakers Uh, were throwing here (laughs) it wasn't just lonnie right so yeah obviously lonnie going in was like what in the world are we doing right we're matching up with them the warriors went to their three guard lineup i believe it was divincenzo steph and clay or or pool and then we're like yeah let's match up with them right so we went went with dennis um lonnie i forgot who the other guard was but we had another or a guard or maybe austin or it it started as uh delo and then eventually Mm -hmm. became austin Austin, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're like, okay, let's match up. And yeah, we got killed in those lineups. And those were also the what I thought was gone was the Rui LeBron front court, right? So we went with that as well. So no Wenyan in those minutes. Uh, Wenyan, who 
you know, didn't play that well in game in game two, but also not too many minutes. We went with Rui and LeBron. And then Anthony, we put Rui on Clay Thompson, which I just like, I was like, what are we doing? We put Rui on Clay, and then obviously that that started them to like hit their avalanche. Clay got going, he got loose a little bit. Steph started hitting some threes. Lonnie looked like a guy who hasn't been in rhythm, a guy who hasn't got no minutes. We put him on the ball. So like we had Dennis and Lonnie out there running the actions. And you know, I, I give him some I have some sympathy for him making some tough passes, but man did he come through like i thought he played really hard i thought he chased around clay as as well as you could I thought he fought on steph his his pick and roll with ad he drew some fouls on jump shots um and hit a couple like you know catch and shoot threes uh but yeah i was not expecting that um from him ham hey, had a lot of great adjustments i'd still anthony sympath uh was i'm very skeptical on lonnie going forward in this series but uh for this game it looks like a, a pretty smart move i thought he played well he gave their lineup, some athletic juice, right? You saw that transition basket that he had gave it, just give some like a, a little bit of athleticism to a team that was kind of, that was sorely kind of missing it in their second units. Um, but yeah, I was shocked. Did not expect that. But the Rui on clay was the one that pissed me off. I was like, why, why are we, why are we doing that? We know that doesn't yeah. work with no help. Rui, also like 80 all the way back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and clay came out free. He started three for five from three. I was like, Oh, not again, please. And that's when, yeah. The sweat started coming. You know, I was like starting to sweat really hard on that. But uh, yeah, yeah, it worked out. But uh, it, it's funny. So Jeff Van Gundy, Stan Van Gundy, and basically every ex-coach um, mm. will not criticize coaching, right? They do not do it. It does not. It's kind of like, you know, um, it's really rare where you see like a referee when they go to like Steve Javi will never like outright throw his guys <laughs> under the bus, right? It's just it's yeah. not going to happen. Um and and even then, like even by so by those standards, Jeff was like screaming at Darvin Ham through the broadcast, like, dude, you gotta <laughs> show on these screens, bud. You can't, you can't keep giving him these wide open looks from this spot. And and that to me um offers the the, the kind of perfect segue into what I thought was the actual meaningful adjustment here. And I thought everything that went well after making this move can be traced back to making this move. And it was moving AD up, having him show higher on, on, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't going so far to either switch or even blitz or anything like that. Um, actually it's the kind of thing that I don't think, I mean, Giannis and maybe Draymond actually, maybe, yeah, those, maybe. Three, those three guys are the only people in the league. The only people on planet earth who can do what AD did tonight, where you're showing out, uh, hard enough to be able to defend uh, the, 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 you know, jump shooters. And, and you have to do that against this team because those jump shooters are so great, but you also have to be like athletic and active enough to get back when that pocket, uh, pocket pass is thrown, or you have to have active enough hands and long enough arms to tip or affect those pocket passes. Um, what AD was doing there, astounding defensively yeah just incredible when you consider all of the boxes that need to be checked in order to successfully implement that approach defensively holy shit dude and, and like jeff van gunny i thought the best moment of of his broadcast tonight was when he goes like 80 like subbed out after they made that adjustment and went on their run 80 subs mm -hmm. out and jeff van gunny goes like that guy should have got a standing o and he's absolutely right, right. what 80 did defensively I don't think people can quite understand how difficult what he was being asked to do was. 
not just that, the adjustment also by Darvin Ham, right? I want to go back to that, like give him credit here. So we were wondering, we were like, what, what are we going to do to kind of combat the small ball, right? And I love that we didn't go with a lineup change, at least against the starters. Anthony, we put Vanderbilt on Draymond, right? Mm-hmm. And then we put AD on Jermichael Green. Mm-hmm. And then we put Reeves on Curry. And I thought that was huge. And then D'Lo, I thought, did a nice job on Clay. But those kind of rearranging the... I don't know, chess. Can you rearrange the chess? You can't rearrange the chess board, but whatever, uh, whatever uh, board. Well, actually, can, there you know. is there is a move that you can pull where you like swap the king and the rook. I think. Okay. It is. Yeah. yeah, I'll learn about mm-hmm. chess in another time. But like, uh, <laughs> 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 but whatever, never get a chance uh, or checkers, whatever. Uh, but yeah, so we put a uh, Vando on uh, Draymond and then put. Uh, Reeves on Curry and then AD on Jermichael Green. And then, then what you're talking about right there, being able to, you know, Green got a couple better looks from three, but I thought AD's ability to help on the pick and roll and then get out to Jermichael Green. That's the generational defensive skill he has to be able to dig and recover. And he, he covers ground like no one else. The, you know, he's everywhere all at once. Um, He can, you know, he can protect the rim while also getting a contest out to the three. And then they're like, look, if you want to involve AD in the screen, you're going to have to involve Jermichael Green, right? Who's not as good of a four-on-three player as Draymond is, who doesn't yeah. have the like intellectual offensive. Not even know. as good as Looney is. Like Exactly. Of yeah. those three players, by far the worst. Right, obviously. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Reeves being able to chase around Steph. I, I think Vando's wingspan and late, it kind of gets like kind of canceled out a little bit when Steph's on the ball. I think it takes away what his advantages are when he's chasing him around, being able to give back pressure when they just give Steph the ball. And I love that adjustment. So now you can switch that screen as well, right? So if a Draymond, uh, if a Draymond uh, Steph screen and roll happens, what they were doing was just switching. Cause now you have Vando on Curry and then you have Reeves on Draymond. They're like, look, Draymond, if you want to back down Austin Reeves, go ahead. And then there was, and then LeBron and AD completely took away the rim again. I think the Warriors only shot, like didn't shoot well from three tonight, but I thought they took away the basket and that adjustment to me, being able to switch that action and be like, hey, run it with Jermichael Green. We dare you. And then Draymond Green, if you want to attack Austin Reeves in the post, go ahead. Draymond, I think, had two points when the game mattered. Um, but yeah, AD was just, I mean, being able to, the, the deflection on the passes, um, I thought was just incredible. He was uh, everywhere. And then obviously the offensive game with it. But his defense, like, like you said, was just uh, astounding. He was everywhere tonight. Um, you mentioned LeBron in this. And that yeah. was the most gassed I have ever seen LeBron look. Uh, where he actually asked to be subbed out at the end of the second quarter, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and you know, what AD was doing obviously worked and would have worked in a vacuum, you know, if all that you cared about was AD playing well defensively. But the Lakers wouldn't be able to do that if not for LeBron's activity on the backside of that, right? Because with AD showing that much higher... That puts that that puts that much onus, more onus on LeBron rotating over or pre-rotating or, or or just showing so that it doesn't look like such an easy four on three going the other way if that pocket pass is slid in there. And and look, like Jermichael Green isn't very good at it either, or it isn't very good at it, but he still is a professional basketball player. And if you make sure. that pass look super easy, if you make that decision look super easy, he's still gonna eventually be able to execute it. And, and I think like LeBron working his ass off um, to make it not feel that easy for him was, was huge there. And, 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 and yeah, like when I saw LeBron look that kind of tired, I was like, 
this is the hardest he's worked on defense in like two and a half years, right? Since the since the title run, like oh yeah, <laughs> like like even even in the in the Grizzly series, right? They put him on Brooks, and it and it allows him to just kind of like chill, and and he's able to save some energy there. And then you know when the Lakers went on their run, it was because they were playing good defense, getting out in transition, and 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 LeBron was a factor in that transition too. So like there was. You know, there was a play where they were getting ready. They were walking up the court, and actually, I think Mike Breen was like, uh, "The Lakers look gas." And then, like Schroeder, like <laughs> got to the free throw line, and Ham pulled out uh, Davis and, and LeBron. And the yeah. reason they looked that tired is because, and like, look, like this this kind of speaks to the sustainability of that approach. Like, you know, we can maybe ask those questions later. Um, but again, like the Lakers needed this win, and just like in Game One, when I think they needed that win. Um, they really, you know, and, and this, like I, I, people, I, and I acknowledge that it was a Homer take when I gave it, but after game two, I kind of wondered, did they chalk this up as a loss and try to save their energy because they know how hard they have to, that was a hard ass game that the Lakers just played in to win, uh, against golden state there. And, you know, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of makes me wonder if if yeah, that game two energy that we were kind of sick of makes me wonder how game four is going to go. But like it, it like that 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 game two energy um, coming into here, and you see how gassed LeBron and AD were playing defense that way. Like you almost have to blow them out because like I don't know if you can play four quarters of that. LeBron was exhausted. Like I'm yeah. glad this was a blowout because like <laughs> like they were they were wiped. Well, that, that's the key here is that, you know, AD, I was like, why is LeBron checking back in the game? We were up like 26, and then LeBron came back in for some reason, but only a short stint for him. AD obviously got to pretty much rest the whole fourth quarter. But Anthony, like you tweeted that. Jeff Van Gundy also, like out loud, mentioned that at the end of the game. He's like, if you trade two blowouts, like it's pretty clear that like both teams weren't ready for each of those games. So like maybe that, you know, played into it. But LeBron's defense, so when you talked about in Memphis, he was guarding Dylan Brooks. In this series – He's on Andrew Wiggins, right? And that's a much more like Andrew Wiggins isn't the cutter, isn't the uh, sh- shot maker in terms of off screens. But he's a guy that cuts a lot. He got a lot of offensive rebounds. And LeBron having to like go protect the rim and then try to get back out to Wiggins. Wiggins hit a few like jab step threes, which I think LeBron would kind of live with. Um, yeah. Other than that, like, yeah, he was getting into the paint. Uh, he blocked, you know, I think he blocked Steph at the rim. Like he was everywhere. He had that save in transition against Wiggins. Um, and then the block on Jordan Poole, which was just incredible. Uh, but what do you what do you think, Anthony, about him not taking a shot till the uh, middle of the first second quarter? I think he just decided not to shoot um, in that. What is what's your theory like on that? Is that something that he just uh, consciously decided like going into this game? I'm just going to facilitate, or um, like were the Warriors taking away? I kind of go go back and forth. I um. All right, so I think it's a combination of a few things. One, I still don't think he is healthy like i he he's i don't like i he'll have it in bursts or whatever like that um he's also 38 years old and and like i you know i think that's a a bigger factor than i think we want to talk about or acknowledge um the other part of it and and it kind of stems from that is lebron is always going to do the most efficient thing on offense he is always going to make this like what got him killed early in his career where he kept kept on making the right pass and kept on making the right pass and kept on making the right pass um, and wasn't willing to just fire up a hero ball shot um, for the sake of, you know, looking like the hero when, whenever he had to. 
Um, he's always going to, to kind of make the decision, taking in everything and, 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 and finally, you know, come out and, you know, run all the math in his head and come out with a solution on the other end. And sometimes that solution isn't a very good solution. Right. And, and I yeah. think like to this point in the playoffs, a lot of times when it's been his kind of turn to ISO ball late in the game, he's shooting that jumper. And what's, what's happening there is he's looking at the guy in front of him and he's looking at the help behind that guy. And he's like, I can't get to the rim. I have a better, I have a better chance of getting a decent look out here from outside. And, and um, I think with this game, I don't think he's like, I don't think he's very confident offensively with his jumper or getting to the rim and stuff. And, and I think early on in this game, he's kind of, he sees D'Lo has it going the way that D'Lo had it going. Um, I also think there was kind of a concerted effort to get AD going early and often so that mm-hmm. he can get into a rhythm because like AD is more capable of ca- carrying them physically. So I think, um, I think what it really comes down to is, is I think, you know, as, as, as big a bummer as this is to kind of recognize, I think he's doing what he thinks is the most efficient thing to do there. And I, I, I think he knows he's not the most efficient thing that the Lakers can do offensively. Right. I also think so. A lot of it has been made about Steph being on the ball, but this was like one of our first LeBron on the ball games, right? And he kind of started mm-hmm. with the basketball. D'Lo obviously getting a lot of off ball looks. Austin's legs looked fried to start the game. Yeah. His jumper it's was a good short. thing. Was a, what did you play in this one, Austin? You played. Whoop, my mouse is sleeping. Um, 30 minutes yeah. in this one. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm happy that it's like down to like that kind of number and he can kind of rest. Also, he had a big three kind of in the third, which not big in terms of the scoreboard. I thought it just was good to see for him. Yeah, to see it go through while having the legs that he has. He's going to have to learn to play tired. But LeBron, we put him on the ball more. And there were plays like, again, with Green and Jermichael Green and Draymond at the at the center. Like sometimes when you have two feet in the paint, just go up. Like a kick out to Dennis isn't the right play to me. But I, I get it from like an efficiency standpoint. And again, I think. What I have, like so Vando took like three straight threes and we weren't up 20 we were up like 11 during the st- stretch but I think like the Vando threes the kick out to Dennis in half court that's very like low energy offense right like that that play is there every single time that they want it the Vando open three and Dennis open three those are shots that will be there every single possession and I think that's just easy offense for LeBron and AD to go to uh like they don't have to do anything it's just a quick drive kick out to them very low energy um, and yeah, that kind of speaks to what you're talking about there, but yeah, like he didn't take a shot and I was a little bit worried. I was like, LeBron down eight, like this, is, like, you know, like Steph clay, Steph and clay obviously feel like this is, this is their time to kind of take over. And I thought in the second half though, his energy and ability to attack the basket, he got some, he got like a fadeaway jumper over, over Andrew Wiggins. Um, and I thought he really controlled the pace to me in terms of like when to run, when to run like a ball screen, when like went to pick on Jordan Poole, went to go mismatch hunting. Like, I thought he played that perfectly in the second half. And the jumper started to go down um, tonight as well. I think uh, from tonight he goes uh, two for four from three. So three for eight in the game uh, game two that they lost, two for four tonight. I said at the time, I think that was lose the battle, win the war type of stuff with LeBron's jump shot, and that kind of came through tonight. Two, two threes for him, and hopefully that's something, you know, going forward because these are like practice shots that he's getting. Um, and he should knock those down. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, this is where it's kind of interesting. 
you we we think of chess matches in terms of coaching, right? You always kind of go back mm -hmm. to like the coaches are the ones who are playing the chess there. They're the mm -hmm. but this is as much a chess game between LeBron and Steph as it is between Steve Kerr and Darvin Ham, you know. Sure. Steph is going to figure out like what he needs to do here. LeBron is going to figure out what he's going to need to do here. For some reason people don't really acknowledge how old Steph is. Like he's 35. <laughs> Like he's he's not some young dude. He he moves like it and all that stuff. He's a youthful looking mm -hmm. guy. He's he's gonna be baby faced until like you know he's ninety six years old. But but like these guys have been around and they've played against each other specifically for so long that uh, like they are going to be figuring this stuff out on the fly too. And I think um, like you're talking about LeBron being on the ball there and and waiting until game three to do that. And waiting for kind of later in game three to do that too like he acknowledges like it's it, it kind of goes back to the point i was making a second ago he i think acknowledges he is not going to do this in the same way he did when he was a calf right when he was when he was a sure when he was with cleveland he could do on ball stuff for 48 minutes and was such a freaking special specimen back then that like he was just he, he, you know a freak of nature when it came to the amount of energy that he had um <clears throat> but in this, he knows he needs D'Lo. He needs Reeves. He needs other guys like Schroeder. He needs those guys to carry the burden. And and he'll pick his spots with, with being there on the ball. Um, and at, when he's there on the ball, what he's doing is he's kind of looking around and, and he's, you know, trying to figure out kind of on the fly, all right, let's, you know, this is this is a matchup here. This is the, 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 the look here. This is how I can get to this spot here. This is their counter if I do this stuff. Um, and, and the nice thing here is that like now the Lakers kind of have that on film too. So he'll be able to go back to those guys and be like, Hey, when they see, I have the ball here, this is how they're going to pre-rotate. This is what I need you guys to do so that I can be able to make this move here. Or so that it's that much easier for you. Once I flip that, you know, I fire one of those 97 mile an hour skip passes over to you. Like, yeah. this is what you have to be ready to do right on the catch. Um, yeah, I, I, I think. This is this is like one of my favorite series maybe ever. Like it's way up there for me because so much of this stuff is so visible. Like these guys figuring this stuff out while they're playing is so visible. It's so clear um, that that I I really can't get enough of it. Um, I want to talk really quickly before we move on to uh, you know moving forward kind of stuff. But Lonnie Walker specifically. Um, then when you throw somebody in there like that, who hasn't been playing very much, like he hasn't had his opportunity. Um, sure. I think Lonnie like deserves a ton of credit, cannot get enough credit for not getting in there and doing the kinds of things that like players who want more playing time will do that. They think earns them more playing time, right? We'll see Malik Beasley get into games and immediately fire up a shot because he thinks the only way that he can play is to hit a three-pointer here and there, right? Um, Lonnie in this one focused on doing like the little things and, you know, staying attached defensively, doing those, like not hurting them, <coughs> excuse me, offensively. Like those are the, him doing that in this spot uh, it takes such maturity from a basketball perspective that like I cannot possibly shower him with enough flowers and look i'm still like you said i'm still kind of iffy about like if that is still the move here moving forward i'm i'm i guess i'm just kind of ideologically opposed 
to trying to go small to match up with the Warriors going small because you're never going to be as good at the Warriors or what the Warriors do. But in this case, after having seen it work out, the reason it worked out is because Lonnie got in there and focused on the right things. And that, that was really, really cool to watch. Yeah, I have to give him credit. You know, hasn't played in a while. He started 32 games this year. I mean, so 56 games he played, started 32 games, right? And you have your um, not only move to the bench, but we make a trade and he's completely out of the rotation. And he had to come in tonight, hit the spot up threes, attacked in transition. I thought him and AD had a nice pick and roll game. They are so far back, especially when Looney is the screener. That like if you can take advantage of that, and Lonnie has a skill set too. He's such a smooth scorer. Um, it's really the defensive concerns to me. I think like he can score, you know, in in this league. But he was really good. Chased around Clay Thompson, did a really nice job when he was switched on Curry. Thought he stayed with him. Did not jump for pump fakes. Was very disciplined. Um, forced him to probe through the lane, and that's all you can really ask in those second unit type minutes. And I don't know if he'll continue to play in this series. We'll see. But I think he's ahead of Malik Beasley, at least. Like, I think at least there, he's I probably you're ahead, ahead of-, of Malik Beasley, Raj. <laughs> right, yeah. Give me give me a few shots. Um, but, but yeah, like, I think he's ahead of at least Malik Beasley in this. And Troy Brown, we'll see. Troy Brown didn't play either tonight. But he gives a juice of athleticism to me that really popped off the screen. Like, when he attacks the rim, it, there's, like, some ferociousness in there. He's going with, like, some intent, right? And he draws those contact. If you go up weak, like, in the playoffs, you're not getting those calls or with, like, finesse. But Lonnie goes and, like, he takes the contact and he tries to finish. He goes through the contact, right? He goes with force. And I think that's something that the second unit kind of needed with, like, Dennis and D'Lo and Austin. Uh, Dennis does it where he, he draws contact, more like in a grifting sense. But, like, D'Lo and Austin, very skill type, finishes around the rim sometimes. And Austin, I, I mean, and Lonnie, I thought, did a nice job, especially in transition, getting us out in pace. And, uh, yeah, good, good stint from him. There was a little moment, I don't know if you caught it, where, like, Dennis was kind of consoling him when he went off the floor for, like, the – fourth unit to come in or whatever you want to call it like the you yeah. know the, the 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 sub for the subs came in and then um he was kind of being consoled there like yeah this like just wait your turn kind of and, and keep and keep pushing but no give him all the credit in the world for coming in and helping win a freaking playoff game in the second round the plus minus here is interesting um the guy who leads the lakers in plus minus in this one is actually austin reeves and i didn't think he played particularly well um but I think it kind of goes back to the Warriors. The Warriors right now, like they they know that um, LeBron and AD are are so effing good, and and Russell in the pick and roll is so good that they not only have to leave Vanderbilt open, but I think they feel they they feel like they have to leave Reeves open too. And you mentioned mm-hmm. Reeves knocking down the three that he did. Um, you know, in, in that one, I think it was the third quarter. And then, <clears throat> I think it was the second, actually. Um, and then uh, I, I thought it was interesting when the Warriors, when Moody had that flagrant foul, um, Yeah, the Lakers actually had Reeves shoot the free throws, and I thought that was purposeful because I think they know he needs to see the ball go through the rim. Like, usually, yeah. like, AD will take those because he earned them by getting uh, flagrant fouled. Or, like, LeBron, if he wants to get into a rhythm, will kind of step up there and take him. But I thought it was interesting that Reeves was the one who got those. I think that that really spoke really loudly to me that the Lakers recognize he has to get it. He has to be better. And like plus 31 on tonight is a good number. He's the only guy whose thir- who's, uh, plus minus was higher than the, the amount that the Lakers won by. 
Um, and that's usually kind of how I use plus minus, but like he, he is going to have to, like, he is going to, like you said, have to learn how to play fatigued. He's chasing clay. He's chasing Steph. Um, and, and, you know, I think him being a plus 31 is, um, indicative of him guarding Steph and having some, not, I wouldn't call it success, but like allows for team-wide success guarding Steph. Uh, sure. But but he is, I think, going to have to be more of a factor offensively here moving forward. Uh, second quarter, to your point, they also just gave him the ball, and they were trying to hide Steph on Austin Reeves, right? They were like, who do we put Steph on? So they put him on Austin, right, because he's the guy. They're trying to leave, like to your point. They're leaving him um, to kind of help other places, and we're like, no, you're not going to be able to do that. Here's the ball, Austin. We're running every single action. We're putting Steph in the pick and roll. He's going to have yeah. to guard you. Put him, put him on his back. Missed a couple, you know, ones that he usually makes. Drew a couple fouls. <laughs> Drew some on Clay that were funny, or Clay was kind of complaining. But like, put Steph on his back. Finished a mid range pull up. That beautiful step back three that you're talking about as well. And just make Steph Curry work on the other end. We we were talking about what's the adjustment to their small ball. Small ball. It's to make them work to punish them on the other side. And I thought Austin did that in the second quarter too. Gave him the ball. D'Lo wasn't really involved much in those, even though he had a really good first half. They're like, you're Austin get in a rhythm. He uh, went to the line seven times. I think two of those were the technical fouls that you were speaking of or the three second violation that, you know, or whatever it was, all those weird calls to end the second, second quarter that uh, we missed like two free throws out of that. But yeah, we, we gave him the ball and told him like get in a rhythm and he's important to this series. Like I, I think, you know, we can't just take him off the floor. We you saw what he did to guard Steph Curry. I think like, that's probably what we do moving forward too. Um, if they continue to start small, uh, but yeah, like he got a little bit more going in the in the third quarter there, and I thought it helped. I thought him seeing the ball go through the rim that that helps, and he's gonna have to learn. This is his first postseason. Like uh, you hear players talk about this a lot, but you gotta learn to play tired. Like that's something you yeah. gotta learn to do. And you can see him like fighting that. Like crap, I have zero legs. Or even on the free throws, you can even see him. You say this a lot, Anthony. Where like he's aiming it. You could tell the free throws on some of those. He's just like yeah. aiming the shot. Um, you have to learn to play tired. And I thought he kind of he fought through that tonight. And I get 29 minutes. You talked about the plus 31. Um, had a solid defensive game, but we're uh, I'm still hoping we get that explosive Austin game, maybe in game four. So we'll see. All right. Uh last key, and I think it was the most important key to this game. Um I was really concerned going into this because of those shitty little t shirts that the Lakers <laughs> had waiting for like fans those? there. No, no. Those you have seventeen actual championship banners, man. Like, there's no state. This isn't high school sports. This isn't fucking Glee. Like, you shouldn't. You, state championships is not something that. That's the kind of thing that like the Kings and the Clippers would care about. Like a like, Pacific stop. Decision title is that? Yeah. What this is? Like okay. not even not even any of these loser ass Texas teams out here have done anything like that. State championships. This is like, but anyway. <laughs> Um, I was really concerned with with the vibes going into it. The Lakers crowd got there kind of late, right? Because uh, it was like you know five thirty on a on a Saturday night, right? And and that's kind of tough. Um, so I, I tried to do what I could to reset the vibes here, and and we got this off. Say go Lakers! Go Lakers! <laughs> in games, Aww, that's so in good. games that Avery has worn a Lakers jersey before the game or during the game, the Lakers are 3-0. Just going to point that out. 
So she, why is she just not keeping a jersey on at all times? I don't understand. What? <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta do it in places. You gotta know your spots. You know, like you, this no, is, we gotta uh, milk this. Or we gotta milk this too. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing that I'm a little. I, I was a little cognizant of uh, tonight. Tonight was the first night that we had overlap in jersey because I didn't want her to wear. I have a white uh, Sunday. I have, I have a Sunday white Kobe jersey. But I didn't want her to wear that on not a Sunday. That was another thing I was a little nervous about going into this game. Um, <clears throat> so I, I, this was the first night that we reused, re, you know, repurposed a jersey. And it wound up working out. But Lakers, if you guys want to win this series and win this championship, send us a shit ton of, <laughs> of, of jerseys for Avery to cycle through here. Um, because she, you, you guys are 3-0 and on nights that she wears this thing. So, so yeah, that was... That was Avery there. She has loved, uh, she's like, she's still learning about like how to root for teams. Like there are some times sure. where like the Warriors will score and she'll be like, woo. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was really worried you were about to play the Leroy, Leroy Jenkins video again. I was like, oh man, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, so, so yeah, that was, uh, that's the final key to this matchup here, I think is me remembering to to put a, a jersey on Avery here before these games. 3 and 0, 3 and 0 she is right now. So nice. So you know, she's your little she looks like a, a little rabbit's foot. So, uh <laughs> she's working out in the same way. Um that is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. Again, the Lakers win 127-97 to take a 2-1 series lead. Game 4, I think is the game of the series. I think that's it. Um if the Lakers were able to win game four, hold serve, and go back to San Francisco up 3-1 here, I think that the series is theirs. That is the the schedule that I the script that I had, had kind of designed for this here so that they would wind up winning in six. I think winning game five in Golden State and then hoping to win game six um on the you know, after traveling and all that stuff is a lot to ask for. And I think having to win game seven in San Francisco under those same circumstances, also a lot to ask for. Um, I think game four is really kind of what it comes down to. I do too. Anthony, if you have the script, don't tell me. I just want to watch, you know, I don't watch how it plays out. So don't get, don't give me the script if you have it already. <laughs> um, no, so I, I want to close with this because we, you know, we spent a lot of time. You said the P punked word last uh, on our last show um, for AD. And to me, the key on, like, there was a lot of great schemes, a lot of adjustments from Darvin Ham. Key to me, though, was AD going through Draymond's freaking chest. Like, that was, mm. that to me was the embodiment of the importance of this, like, where this series will be run, uh, won, right? It's the go through his freaking chest, like, force with force. None of that, like, none of that, like, finesse, skill, try to, like, go around him. No fadeaways. And I, I loved it. I know we challenged the charge. I was like, even if that's an offensive foul, that's exactly what I want to see. You're 6'11. He's 6'5. If he's going to yeah. stand there, know that he's going to have, he's going to be bulldozed over every single time. And I absolutely yeah. love the mentality from AD um, within that. So I thought that was huge. He matched force with force. That's how you have to beat this team. Force with force. Yeah. He, uh, it kind of reminded me of Shaq. Like, um, you know, Shaq yeah. essentially said, like, with Devots and, like, you know, for everybody, and, and myself included, I really enjoyed watching the Kings this year. But, like, for Lakers fans who, like, felt themselves trying to, like, you're coming around to the Kings over the course of the year, remember, flopping as it exists right now, all the Kings' fault. That was all Vladi Devots, and that was all the Kings' fault. That's where it started. Um, but Shaq essentially said, look, 
if this guy's going to flop, if this guy's going to keep on picking up these cheap offensive fouls on me, I'm going to beat the hell out of him and he's going to earn yeah. it. And, exactly. and I think uh, AD did that tonight where it was just kind of like, all right, this guy's going to fall over. I'm going to knock him the hell over is how this is going to go. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. So hopefully that, that that's it for game four as well. Force with yep. force. All right. Uh, fours with fours in game four. You get it? No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to go late. I'm, I'm going to go now. Yeah. <laughs> 127.97 is the final. <laughs> I was ahead here. I was ahead. I'll just play this again. Say go Lakers. Go Lakers. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Have a great night, everybody.